The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Have an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, oh, that's a very good question. Uh, hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? You lucky thing, Mrs. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Joe Napoti, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Uh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom, how are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Javante, Jacob, Katia, Andrew, Tia, Violet, Dustin, Shahizi, and the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, welcome to this uh, third half of our three-hour tour known as the Tom Sumner Program. We're going to talk this hour about... Uh, bullying in the workplace and what can be done about it. Uh, I have uh, joining me by phone um, a a Los Angeles-based entrepreneur, leading employment lawyer, and advocate for greater equality, safety, and transparency in the workplace. Uh, His name is uh, Ariel, and I'm I'm not sure if I know how to pronounce this uh, last name, Ariel Weindling. Yes, very good. And uh, we're, I was also expecting uh, that we would be joined. Ah, and there, there it is. Um, Tom Sumner program. Hi, this is LeBaron Myers. I have an interview with Tom. Yeah, hi, LeBaron. I'm going to transfer you over. We're live now. Okay, great, thanks. Stand by. Welcome to live radio, folks. Uh, joining the, the uh, conversation now, we have a uh, connector, innovative business development executive, and the uh, president and chief business officer of Hashtag Not Me, LeBaron Myers. Um, Ariel, welcome to the show. LeBaron, welcome to you as well. Thank, Thank you very you much for having us. Um, how, how prevalent is bullying in the workplace? That's a good question. Now we leave this one to LeBaron. <laughs> well, uh, it's actually very prevalent. And part of the reason that it's very prevalent is that misconduct is prevalent. And most misconduct has some element of bullying in it. Uh, most misconduct is, is really a power abuse. And most power abuse has some element of bullying. So you have uh, the traditional bullying, uh, but you also have... 
um, other things that happen where there is just an abuse of power and, and someone is truly using that uh, to intentionally do harm. Um, when you say traditional bullying, um, I, I have to ask what you consider that to be because my recollection of traditional bullying was a guy on the playground that beat everybody up until somebody stood up to him and knocked out one of his teeth. And that's, that's kind of what we're talking about is a lot of people don't even think of bullying as something that happens in the workplace because of that. They think it's something that was left on the playground, that it's something that happens in schools alone. Um, well, and also something that can form. be and something that can be defeated by standing up to it. Well, and and that is the case sometimes, right? And the same thing can happen in the workplace. That's that's what we're doing at Not Me is giving people a chance to stand up to it. Or even if there is a offset of power, anyone at any level has the ability to speak up and get protection from bullying or anything else. But to answer your question, um, uh, bullying in the workplace typically will be a manager excluding someone from meetings, someone deeming the quality of the work of an employee in front of everybody or screaming or yelling at a co-worker for whatever reason. Um, it's really adopting behaviors that are, um, that are, that treat others without uh, dignity and respect. And, and how did, um, Ariel, how did you first get interested in, in workplace bullying? I've been working on workplace misconduct for 15 plus years. I, I really am an expert in misconduct, not because I am French, but because <laughs> I've, been, I've been an employment lawyer for 15 years in California. And for many years, I was advising companies on how to, to deal with issues pertaining to workplace, you know, whether it's sexual harassment, discrimination in the workplace, uh, wage and hour issues, whatever the issues were. I worked for many years advising companies. And back in 2017, when the Me Too movement started, I realized that the way company and employees were dealing with misconduct was very inefficient and was really not benefiting anyone except for the lawyers. And I really thought that there was a better way to do things. I thought that we could use technology to really help uh, both sides, employees and employers. But I really, really wanted to help employees. So because I assume that, and I think we've been confirmed to be right, that by helping employees picking up early, reporting things, we were at the same token actually helping companies that wanted to do something about it and course correct. So we created hashtag not me, which is a tech platform that allows anyone to report misconduct, whether they've experienced it or witnessed it. Um, in under three minutes, they can use the Not Me app that is available on the App Store or the Google Play Store and can quickly let their companies know that something has happened and they want to discuss it. LeBaron, how did you get uh, interested in this and, and ultimately uh, uh, connected with hashtag Not Me? I was speaking on a women in tech panel and Ariel was in the audience. Um, and the topic, the topic that, that, that evening had gotten a little bit charged and it was around politics and, and it was a heated topic that kind of required 
some nuance and understanding of both sides. And, and Ariel approached me immediately thereafter and told me what he was working on. And my own biases, I have to be honest, you know, he makes the French joke, but my own biases jumped up. I said, who is this white French male lawyer that wants to help prevent harassment and misconduct? And I had to check myself in that, you know, in that bias department. And I, I met him the next day for coffee and really just thought it would be something that I was consulting, you know, on a part-time basis. But I quickly jumped all in because it's so needed. And it became very clear. We're talking to companies, the most innovative companies in the world, some of the largest companies in the world across all industries. Nobody is, is immune from this. And everyone has been using the same tools for years, if not decades, and now they're expecting different results, which is the definition of insanity. And what Ariel and our team have created, and is it makes a lot more sense. And to his point, it's it really is about making it as easy, as comfortable, as safe as possible for the employees and the individuals to speak up. That's what's benefiting the companies. They're finding out earlier, and they can spend more time in prevention instead of punishment and in course correction instead of cleanup. LeBaron, can you explain um, hashtag not me to uh, to us a little bit? Um, it sounds to me like it's kind of a virtual tip line. It's sure. It it is the easiest way to speak up. It's a, it's a, the most modern communication tool you can have in a workplace, and the way it works very simply. Um, is that anyone can download the app for free. We're an open platform. Anyone can, can make a report right now, regardless of whether their employer is a client of ours. And in less than three minutes, they make their report, whether they use their name or anonymously. And again, whether they experience it or they witness it. And the, the process is so simple, so intuitive. It walks you through it. You don't need to wonder how long and labor-intensive it will be, and all of the things that people do think about when something happens and they wonder if they should speak up. We make it so easy to say, should I speak up? Absolutely. Um, and then on the flip side, for the employers, our, our clients who, who have subscribed to Not Me, they receive a dashboard, access to a dashboard that is incredibly powerful, gives them all of this information, always honoring the anonymity. If someone wants to you know, uh, report anonymously, they'll, they'll never be known by their employer but it really allows the employer to see earlier what's happening, to capture the trends, to see repeat offenders, to see where they're having issues um, without having to sit down and manually go through everything. The technology is very smart and helps them know exactly where they need to most immediately spend their time and where they need to make tweaks and changes to make their culture better overall. And Ariel, um, is bullying in the workplace, is that systemic or is it a people problem it is a people's problem for sure um it really depends who you're going to be working with with your manager what is the culture of your company um so but it's happening very frequently so in that sense it might be systemic as well because very few workplaces are immune to misconduct and I will include, you know, in misconduct, bullying. Um, so it is systemic while it is at the same time a people's problem. You know, um, people come to work, especially right now. I mean, they don't go to work, but they work from home for a lot of us. And we are uh, living very challenging and stressful times. So 
you know, people have maybe less patience for their colleagues. Maybe they are in not in a good mood when they show up. And sometimes if you're the boss, sometimes if you are frustrated, you may say something that you would not say otherwise. Um, LeBaron, I, I, I kind of want to ask you the, the same sort of question, um, or, or maybe I want to build on it a little bit and ask, uh, is it possible for the people who are committing the um, the bullying to learn and correct their behavior, or is it more often that they're taken out of the situation? So it very much depends on the situation and the stage of the situation, which is why what we have is so different and so important. Currently in the workplace, when any issue of misconduct is happening, um, most people don't speak up because they're not comfortable. And if they do, they wait until very long into the process. They've endured it for a while. It's probably happening pervasively to other people. That's, that's a big part of the problem. We need people to speak up earlier, right? So by allowing them to speak up earlier, it is, does allow people to become aware earlier of what their issue is. So you have, let's, let's think about the world of this, uh, across the spectrum of, you have conscious power abusers in the world, the Weinsteins, right? People who know exactly what they're doing, who need to be uprooted and outed. But you have a massive group of people below that, much bigger, that are people who think they're part of the solution, think they're doing right most of the time, but they're also part of the problem. And they might not even be aware of it, right? This might not be bullying specifically, but just misconduct in general. I would put myself in this. I would put most people in this. Most of us misstep, do something, say something that is hurtful or offensive, whether we intend to or not. And usually we do not get that feedback unless it's quote-unquote bad enough. So you actually have a lot of this happening pervasively. But if everyone could get that feedback, get it earlier, and, and then again, become more aware, you're talking about some tweaks in behavior change that can really make a difference in up-leveling an entire culture, an entire workplace, you know, an entire world. Not, not to be cliche, but truly, uh, I, think, I think we really need to talk about things earlier, give people a chance to be aware so they can make those changes. You scared me a little bit, um, LeBaron, when you invoked the Weinsteins of the world. I thought you were about to say the Windlings. <laughs> yeah, but oh, no. she, she, she doesn't know about it yet. I mean, I like them really well. You've been on your best behavior, Ariel. Yes. Um, I have a, a. I have to go to a short break here. Um, Ariel LeBaron, can you stick around for a few minutes so we can talk about this some more? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. My guests are Ariel Windling and LeBaron Myers from Hashtag Not Me. If you're listening to us on uh, WFOV 92.1 FM, our voice is radio in Flint. They are a broadcast service of the Flint Odyssey House Spectacle Productions and my good friend Paul Herring. We're going to let them squeeze a few words in edgewise or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as as well, and then we'll uh, talk some more about misconduct and bullying, etc., in the workplace with uh, LeBaron Myers and Ariel Windling from Hashtag Not Me.
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling authors, photographers and writers from National Geographic, as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms, and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. 
Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through it. And the Tom Sumner Program. And welcome back, everybody. We're uh, talking with LeBaron uh, Myers and Ariel Weindling from Hashtag Me Too about uh, misconduct in the workplace. Hashtag not me, Tom. I'm sorry? Hashtag not me. You said hashtag me too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Forgive me. I, 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 uh, thank you for correcting me. Um, hashtag me too is, uh, the app. The movement. Yeah. That, that addresses, um, workplace misconduct and, uh, and bullying. And thank you both for, uh, for being here and for sticking around so we can talk some more. Happy to be here. Um, yeah, thanks for correcting me on that, Ariel, because this this is a new thing and yet somewhat familiar. Is that why you wanted to go with hashtag not me? Yes, it's because uh, Me Too was very inspiring as a movement, like the BLM movement was um, this summer. And But I also, when I thought about it, I really thought that uh, the goal was not for people to say that they've been victim of misconduct. The goal was for people to no longer be victims of misconduct and to give them tools that would allow them to say not me. I will no longer be a victim. I won't be a witness and not repeat. Or even for companies, I will not be a company that tolerates misconduct. And I, I thought that not me was uh, where we should uh, lead the world to. We should be able for people to no longer be, become victims in the workplace. It is not, it's a big problem, but there's tools now that exist to deal with it in a very efficient and effective manner. And that's what we've created at Hashtag Not Me. And, and LeBaron, um, we started out in the last segment talking primarily about uh, bullying, but you use the phrase misconduct. Most of us, when we hear my, uh, the phrase misconduct in the workplace, think about sexual harassment or discrimination based on race or gender um is the intention of hashtag not me to be all inclusive of workplace misconduct i would say yes and beyond the the intention of not me is to build the trust and the communication that has broken down between employers and employees um so yes all misconduct but other things, what you what you you know suggested there is something we see. We often get reports around discrimination, harassment, bullying, um, racism. But we also get things around fraud, issues with vendors and suppliers, privacy issues, and anything that lives in the compliance space. The um, 
the former chief compliance officer for Google, Andy Hinton, very bright. He just uh, retired in March, and he joined our board. He said, this is the future of reporting for compliance. This is the future of reporting for everything. This is the modern future of communication. It's right from your phone, and we know the new generation is very comfortable um, from there. So, yes, capturing all misconduct, but just really giving employees a space to speak up about anything they feel is inappropriate um, or that needs to change and being able to get that information to management so they can do something about it earlier. Now, you mentioned, um, LeBaron, that there are companies that are clients. Um, How does that work exactly? Sure. So we make it very easy for our clients. Um, And when I say that, it it requires zero tech resources um, or even tech savviness from our our clients to to use NotMe. So what happens when you become, when you subscribe to NotMe as a client is that you get to customize the app for your workplace, which is really important. Again, we're talking about all different industries. So you customize the app to capture and to learn from your employees what you want. Um, and then when you roll that out in your in your workplace, they have the ability, again, right from their phone, super easy to speak up about whatever's going on. And you as a, as a company get a dashboard. You choose, obviously, wisely who has access to that dashboard. And whoever has access to that dashboard, whether it be your head of legal and compliance, your HR team, they're going to have right in front of them an alert mechanism that any time an employee speaks up and a report comes in, not only can they see that report in real time without having to take a supervisor's time or anything that way, but they have an ability to communicate back with the person who has made the report, even if they reported anonymously. So we have that ability to have a two-way communication um, safely and easily right from the employee's phone, right to the employer's dashboard, so that you can really get to the bottom of things, get the information you need to, to course correct, and build trust, which, again, is what we're really talking about here. Um, this question is really kind of uh, for both of you and, and is sort of adjunct to the um, question I asked in the last segment about uh, whether or not um, this was a systemic problem or a people problem. Um, but I'm going to throw it to Ariel first. Um, do you find that these companies, uh, that a lot of companies actually uh, want to try to clean up misconduct in the companies or, um, uh, or, or are they somewhat defensive? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say what I think, and then LeBron will do the PR cleanup that she needs to do behind me. <laughs> That sounds like a okay. good strategy, Ariel. So, so Laverne, listen carefully, please. Okay, no. So the reality is that I've, I've worked with companies for many, many years, and I still uh, do work with some great companies. But the vast majority of companies, in my personal opinion, so again, you ask me a question, this is my opinion, and you can, they can all come down on me. The vast majority of companies really, I think, are mistaken in the way they approach things. Nothing in companies today, really, except for a few exceptions, has been done to favor a speak-up culture. To the contrary, and I know that from experience because I've advised many, many large companies, many great brands, 
it's really the opposite actually. When someone tries to speak up in a company, um, what the HR folks will do, most of the time or very often they will call their lawyers, people like me, like I used to be, and the focus shifts from the issue to the performance of the employees and they start to document everything and they all see an employee report as a liability instead of looking at it as an opportunity. What we've seen with the Me Too movement and with the BLM movement, because these two movements are very similar, it's an urge from the people, from the employees to change the world, to change the way things are done. And the response from employers and companies has been great statements on LinkedIn or um, on social media about how they are all for Black Lives Matter and how they all are Me Too um, uh, abusers and these kind of things. But in reality, they've been using the same tools for close to 20 years, tools that have been designed and only geared toward compliance, but none of them have been geared toward uh, employee and the employee experience. What we have created as, at NotMe was the best uh, employee speak-up tool that exists, so people would feel safe speaking up early and report misconduct when it was happening. So we are changing the approach, the, the way things should be done. Um, and it's taking time for companies to catch up and understand that there's a better way to do things, a way that helps them if they help their employee first. So our focus at NotMe is really on the employee experience. We've been helping hundreds, maybe thousands of employees over the past two years with workplace issues because we are an open platform as LeBaron mentioned before, any employee that needs help can use the NotMe app to report misconduct. Especially and even or even if their employer is not a client. We will help employees if they need help. And LeBaron, um, the the same question. Do you think uh, that that the companies that that you work with well, the companies that you work with obviously want to try to address systemic and people problems that they have within their various uh, departments and teams. Um, but do you think that companies by and large want to address this issue? I think it's, I, I, you know, I hear what Ariel's saying. We, we've seen definite patterns. The, the reality is this. Companies are made up of people. And then people often are driven by different things. But one of those is fear. And what we have seen is a lot of well-intentioned people who claim to want change and claim to be innovative but don't want to be first and are afraid to do things differently. And you can't do all of that at once. So the companies we are working with are incredibly proactive like leaders who, who know statistically it's proven what's been going on doesn't work, and therefore they know it's time for change and they want to lead it. And they're actually using the fact that they're working with Not Me as a way to recruit better talent to say, hey, we're not just saying, to, to Ariel's point, we're not just the lip service of saying what we value and what we care about and how we treat our employees. We're actually implementing something that shows that we listen to you and we're going to use that feedback to guide the culture that we're creating. And if you look at the budgets spent by companies on things like, you know, great lunches once a week, even like a masseuse or all of these things that are about how can we make our culture better to really bring in the A players into our workplace? If you were to say 
to any employee, all right, here's a hundred different things you could have to make your, you know, your workplace better. The first basic thing is the safety of speaking up, the safety physically, the safety psychologically of your workplace, and knowing that if there is an issue, you can speak up. And so it's, yes, there are companies who claim one thing and are absolutely not ready to do it. And then there are other companies who realize we are going to get left behind and we're losing great talent to other companies that recognize what kind of culture is going to be sustainable. This is about a short-term, long-term thing. And for those companies that are so afraid in the short term of, uh uh-oh, we might have to, you know, maybe lose a, a great performer or just maybe put more work into, you know, course correcting our culture, they're going to lose in the long term, in the long run. And these other companies who are saying, hey, tell us everything. Let's put it on the table. It's all happening. So we can actually address it and do something better. It's That's working for them. We see it with our clients, and we very firmly believe that this is the way of the future. How do companies find out about the Not Me movement? Different ways to do that. We have, because it's an open platform, we have people reporting to us every day. So uh, some some people report to us and say, I'm not comfortable using what's at my company, but they are okay with us reaching out to their company to say, hey, you have an issue, and even if we keep the person anonymous. But we're also speaking to companies you know, across every industry, um, truly, some of the leaders across some of the largest companies in the world, um, and across you know, I say companies, but even beyond that, anywhere in the world where you see things and you think, geez, I wish someone would have spoken up earlier so they could have prevented this from happening. This is where it makes sense. So there's um, the amount of industries, people, and places that we're talking to is is fascinating and invigorating. I think I think it's very exciting to see what's to come um, for people who, who, who get on board. And in addition to that, if I may jump in, yeah, please. Um, I've I've advised companies for 15 years, so we have a lot of contact in HR. I was a lawyer at um, two great law firms with great employment law practices. Uh, one of them being Littler Mendelssohn, which is the largest firm in the country, advising companies on employment law matters. So I have a, a very vast and deep network of contact um, uh, in employment law and in HR. And companies and employees can find us online. We are on uh, all social media platforms, on Instagram, on Facebook. We are active on LinkedIn as well. And we have a website, which is not-me.com, notme.com, with a dash between the not and the me. And, you know, we're available for anyone to find us. and happy to speak with any companies and employees that need help uh, better deal with workplace misconduct. And I, I want to add one more thing, if I may, Tom, that sure. I think is really, really interesting and says a lot about what we're doing and where we're going. Um, when when we created and we created all of the channels by which people could find us and utilize us, um, referral is massive. People who do use us really like us, um, both employees and employers. But one of the groups we didn't even anticipate, which has really spoken to the power of what we're doing, is this group that we now have as Not Me Ambassadors. These are people who have a full-time job in some other capacity, but they see what we're doing and have said, this makes all the sense in the world. Um, one example is there's a DNI changemaker, leader, author. She has 
a worldwide following on LinkedIn. Her name is Lily Zhang, and she is so bright, um, really a critical thinker, really cuts through all of the BS and, and calls out what's happening and, and really is moving the needle. And when we first spoke with her, she said to me, LeBaron, I was ready to tear this platform apart. Everything I've seen is only for the employer's sake. It's not doing anything for employees. And I am so on board with you guys. And, and she has sta- stood by us. She actually just had yet another um, article published in the Harvard Business Review where she talks about all of the issues that exist today in reporting and says that the solution that she believes makes the most sense going forward is not any solution. So it's, it's incredibly um, powerful to, to see the people who are standing by us, you know, as I said, we our are. advisors, our ambassadors. And they yeah, are Rose, bringing people our way. And you, you may want to mention our friend Rose McGowan, who's been fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah, so Rose McGowan, the, you know, one of the pioneers of, of Me Too, one of the first with, with true courage to speak out against Weinstein and paid a heavy price for it, uh, reached out to her over social media. And she and I began to speak at length, and she learned more about what we were doing. And on the third anniversary of Me Too, which was in October, she came out on her own platform. We didn't pay her. We didn't. We just showed her what we were up to, and she firmly got behind it and said, "This is what we need." And told the world, uh, you know, it's been over a hundred thousand views over Twitter and Instagram, and that was so important because that is where the employees get the trust. They say, look, if someone like Rose McGowan, who's gone through this at one of the worst levels, can say that this is something we should use, then we know we can trust it. And again, it always comes back to trust. This is about the trust gap between employers and employees. People can trust, not me. We make it easy and safe. And that's why, as a byproduct, it's the best thing for employers. You need to meet your employees where they feel most comfortable speaking up. How do people find out more about hashtag not me? Is is it just simply hitting hashtag not me and, and going to the platform? Is that the best way? Yeah, you go to www.not-me.com and you can learn all about it. Or you can download the app. You can go to uh, the App Store or Google Play Store. It's a free download. Set up your account in a minute. And again, if you need to make a report, it takes less than three minutes, and you can do it anonymously, whether you experience it or you witness it. And that's something that we think is really important because often bullies or power abusers pick on their victim because they believe they will not speak up. So it is important that we all speak up when we see something. It's a little bit of an excuse, not even a little bit. It is an excuse to witness something happening and say, well, it's not happening to me, so it's not my business. No, that's not what we're saying. This is time to crowdsource a safer environment for everyone. And and what happens exactly once somebody has downloaded the app and, and they decide to make a report? How, how do they do that? Where does it go? What happens afterwards? So it really depends whether the company is a client or not. So let's assume... That's a reporter reports and his or her employer is not a client. Then someone for the, from the NotMe team will receive the reports. We'll reach out to the employees through the app or over phone, it depends. 
and we'll see what that person needs and wants. And sometimes it, it really depends on what the reporter wants. So we will provide them with a lawyer if they want to consult with a lawyer. We will um, refer them to a psychologist if they want coaching or, you know, some advice. We will speak with them. We will guide them. We will share the report with their employer if they ask us to do that. It really depends. If uh, someone reports and their company is a client, the someone from the company, whether it's in HR, in compliance, in legal, or maybe the CEO, will deal with the report. And we give the company's tool. We give them a very sophisticated, yet very simple dashboard where they can really track misconduct reports, access to a ton of information to allow the company to deal efficiently with the reports and with their employees and speak with them. Not me is really a, a communication tool as well that can be used by companies to communicate with their workforce. So there is oversight from not me uh, for client companies to ensure that if they're handling these reports that they're following up appropriately? Yes. Yes, we have protocols in place and and we see the quality, or you'd be very surprised, the, the quality of the team that work with us at companies is very impressive. That's why they're the early adopters because they really are more progressive. They understand society is changing and that companies have to do a better job in dealing with misconduct, making sure that their workplaces are psychologically and physically safe. So um, the company that work with us understand how it's supposed to be dealt with and done, and they're doing an amazing job. We have uh, one client specifically I can think of. Oftentimes, and I've seen some of, um, and I've spoken with him, and I, I know how he does things, employees thank him uh, for how he's been responding to their reports, handling the issues, and are very, very appreciative of uh, how he treats them and how he treats reports. And what is very interesting is that we see that in many, many companies, when they start to roll out Not Me, and rolling out is very easy. We can order a client in, in, in a few days, really. Um, what they've seen is that when they roll out Not Me, the culture improves tremendously, and sometimes people start reporting anonymously. After a few months, we see reports coming in with the people's name. People do no longer report anonymously because the environment and culture have improved so much. People feel very safe speaking up with their names. And it's it's really great to see that happening in companies. Um, LeBaron, just in, in 30 seconds or, or so, um, how has uh, the increase in people working from home, which has been sort of accelerated by the pandemic, um, caused more or less misconduct from workplace situations? Sure. I think it's just about across different mediums. Uh, for people working from home, they're still having changes, whether it be over Slack, over Zoom, over email. Um, and, and again, when we say that what we're talking about is physical and psychological safety, Psychological safety can be threatened across any medium, and power abusers know that, and they have figured out how to do it, and it's definitely happening. So, um, it, that's it, it. Just changes changes form, but unfortunately, it, it doesn't stop happening. Well, we've got to end it there. I can't believe how fast the time has gone, but I want to thank you both, um, Ariel Weinling and uh, LeBaron Myers from 
hashtag not me. Thank you both for spending this time and sharing this information. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for having us. All right. Take care. Happy holidays to both of you. Happy holidays. And we're going to take a short break. We'll be back with uh, just the final segment of today's edition of the Tom Sumner program. So stay tuned. Hey, (laughs) this is the Unknown Comic. And guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now. And now. And now, too. And even now. They say singing can help you remember things, so here's some tips for parents out there during these tough times. Number one. Make sure your kids wash their hands for 20 seconds after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside. Two. Virtual playdates, social and physical distancing can help save lives. Three. Tell them they're safe and show your love and pride. Yes, we'll get through this together. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Tom Sumner program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. If you have a knack for sales and fundraising and would like to become a valued member of a fun team, you could be a good fit for the Tom Sumner program. Help us develop the underwriters needed to continue to grow our brand. Write to us at TomSumnerProgram.com. The Tom Sumner program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. 
Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob Hope back once again to tell you it's better to have Pepsodent flowing over your teeth now than to have water running under your bridge later. Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com I get the uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. Oh, but Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen in the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Scrooge. Morning, Mr. Scrooge. Morning, Mr. Scrooge. Morning, Mr. Scrooge. Bah, humbug, everybody. Good morning, Mr. Scrooge. Well, the meeting will come to order if please. Are all the advertising people represented here? Everyone except Amalgamated Amalgamated Cheese. Well, if they're not here for the Christmas pitch, I can't help them find new ways of tying their product into Christmas. That's why I'm chairman of this board. Uh, let's hear it for me. Yeah. All right, Abercrombie, what are your people up to? Oh, same thing as every year. 50,000 billboards showing Santa Claus pausing to refresh himself with our product. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the public has come to expect that. That's and, uh... right. It's become tradition. Fine, fine. Uh, you there, crass. Uh, I suppose your company's running the usual magazine ad showing cartons of your cigarettes peeking out of the top of Santa's sack. Uh, better than that. This year, we have him smoking one. Mm-hmm. Yes. It got Santa a little more rugged, too. Both sleeves rolled up and a tattoo in each arm. One of them says, Merry Christmas. Well, what does the other one say? Less tars. Great stuff. Uh, but, Mr. Scrooge... Well, who are you? Bob Cratchit, sir. I've got a little spice company over in East Orange, New Jersey. Now, do I have to tie my product into Christmas? What do you mean? Well, I was just going to send cards out showing the three wise men following the star of Bethlehem. I get it. And they're bearing your spices. No, that's perfect. No, no, Uh, no. No product in it. I was just going to say, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Period. That's a peculiar slogan. Old hat, Cratchit. That went out with button shoes. You're a businessman? Christmas is something to take advantage of. A red and green bandwagon to jump on. A sentimental shot in the arm for sales. Listen. Check the halls with advertising. Say, my 
father. As sure as there's an X in Christmas, you can be sure those are Tiny Tim chestnuts roasting. Tiny Tim chestnuts are full-bodied, longer-lasting. This visible shell protects the nut. Now with XK29 added for people who can't roast after every meal. Tiny Tim, Tiny Tim, chestnuts all the way. Tiny Tim's roast hot like a chestnut hot. And they are mild, 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 mild. mild. For you, maybe. Can't you just wish someone a Merry Christmas for the pure joy of doing it? Why? What's the percentage in that? Well, let me show you how to make Christmas work for you. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And please buy our beer. There you go, Cratchit. That's Christmas with a purpose. I know, but wait a minute. Don't you guys make enough profit the other 11 months? Christmas comes but once a year. Huh. Funny thing you should bring that up. That's exactly the point I was about to make. Hit it, boys. Christmas comes but once a year, so you better make hay while the snow is falling. Oh, that's opportunity calling you. Jingle bells, ba da ba da Rub your hands, December's here. What a wonderful time to be glad and merry. But just so your mercenary toe. Make sure that you get a plug, you get a plug in for yourself. A Christmas comes but once a year, so you better cash in while the spirit lingers. It's slipping through your fingers, boy. But don't you realize Christmas can be such a monetary joy? Well, I guess you fellas will never change. Why should we? Christmas has two S's in it, and they're both dollar signs. Yeah, but they weren't there to begin with. Huh? The people keep hoping you'll remember, but you never do. Remember what? Whose birthday we're celebrating. Well, uh, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. Uh, the story of Christmas and its simplicity is a good thing. I buy that. It's just that we know a good thing when we see it. But don't you realize Christmas has a significance, a meaning? A sales curve. Wake up, Cratchit. It's later than you think. I know, Mr. Scrooge. I know. On the first day of Christmas, the advertising's there. With newspaper ads, billboards too, business Christmas cards, and commercials on a pear tree.
This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Well, that wraps it up for today's edition of the Tom Sumner Program. I always try to squeeze in a little Christmas music here and there. Our Christmas music, of course, is better than everybody else's because it's local. I want to say thanks to uh, all of my guests on the show today. Uh, pretty interesting conversation this last hour about uh, hashtag MeToo and that movement with... Uh, Ariel Windling and LeBaron Myers, thank you both for uh, being here and talking about that. What a great conversation we had earlier during the second hour of our three-hour tour with um, author Martin Puckner and uh, talking about his book, The Language of Thieves, My Family's Obsession with a Secret Code the Nazis Tried to Eliminate. And starting out with a Flint author, Bob Campbell, and talking about his uh, newest, his, well, it's his first full-length novel called Motown Man. So we had a uh, pretty interesting uh, conversation today, and uh, we have even more planned for tomorrow. And uh, we're going to have uh, musical guests, The Spelling Bee, will be joining us tomorrow on the show to start your weekend off uh, a little early. Um, some other interesting uh, content as well so be sure and tune in tomorrow remember if uh, there's anything you missed the uh, show repeats online all day and night we repeat at 9 p.m on 92.1 fm in flint and you can always go to the archive for uh, past interviews they're they're all there hour by hour so you can uh, oh you can just kind of scroll around and find uh, something you might be interested in. In any event, that's smoking George Winters tickling the ivories. Let me know it's time to head on down the hall to the living room, but I'll be back at 9 o'clock tomorrow with another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. In the meantime, good night, everybody. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. 
many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And thanks for listening.